now. Oh my god, we're alive now. Now it's permanent. Anything can happen. Uh, that is true. Um, I don't know Even. how that's different. I don't know how that's any different from before. Oh. Even dramatic piano can happen. <laughs> that damn piano. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it on the whole time this time. Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. Are you doing the intro now? <laughs> I mean, I, no, I mean, uh, that was just my rendition of it. No, okay. I don't know. You can take yeah. the intro. No, you take. The, you got to do the intro, man. All right. Well, kill, All the, right. kill the sad <laughs> piano. All right. Okay. Okay. All, All right. Because okay. this is happy piano. Right. Welcome to... Whatever this is, the Good Games Podcast, that's what we call it. I'm James. I'm Leo. And we're here. We are going to be talking about Chrono Trigger today. Oh, man. Like the titan of Japanese RPGs. Yes. And we're going to be talking old school Super Nintendo games, our favorite Super Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. Um, What have you been up to, Leo, since since E3? Oh, God. Um, our, Our AC went out. Oh no! A, a couple of times, and wait, 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 in a North Carolina, of times, so like you got it yeah. fixed, and then it went out again. Okay, so here's what happened. So here's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, summer started and our AC went out. That's kind of mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. And then it came back on in like two or three days. Like okay, so we went. Of course, it goes out on a Friday, so no one can come out till like Monday. But by the time they come out, they're like, uh, "Yeah, uh, seems to be working now." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Then that very next Friday goes out again. And this time, like, for real, you know? It was mm. almost 90 degrees in our house on the inside. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, Th- that's yeah, also why fun. this episode is a little bit delayed, right? Uh, yeah, actually, because then uh, the following Monday when we normally would do the podcast, they came back out, and I think this time they fixed it for good. But let me tell you, uh, trying to, like, play PC games in a room that's 90 degrees or more because your computer is sucking all of the air out of the room mm-hmm. and you're sitting in your boxers dripping sweat onto your keyboard trying to like be the epic gamer that you are it, it doesn't work it yeah, doesn't that sounds work. terrible that sounds awful yeah. I was like I'm doing it for for the vine like I'm doing this I'm, I'm toughing it out and then like after that one Friday night I was like screw it shutting off my PC and then just gonna just hang out downstairs where it was a few degrees cooler but yeah. it was miserable but it's fixed now and we're here so thank god god yeah that's uh that sounds like a nightmare yeah what about uh, you what's, what you been up to not much but i can tell you i feel your pain because uh I've, I've been trying to okay here's the thing i just i you and i are both software developers at our day job right uh yeah, yeah. we we sit down and are motionless except for our fingers typing code all day, right? Yeah, my uh, fingers so, are real strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing else in my body uh, is right. is it's all atrophied. So I'm like, you know, let me <laughs> let me try to do some exercise and whatnot. So I'm just not completely uh, a gross sack of meat. Uh, well, you play like you play like tennis and stuff, right? Well, yeah. Usually, so like, I was like, sports. yeah. Let me let me start really playing some more tennis. So uh, right. I started I started taking lessons again with one of my friends. Uh, then we started uh, we we did some doubles with one of the people in our class, and then my friend and his wife started playing. Uh, except I ran into the same problem you ran into uh, that it's summertime, and summertime mm. 
means it's hot. Uh, it's very hot out. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I almost died last week. Uh, it was, <laughs> I don't know, it was 90-something and we were out playing tennis. And, uh, oh, see, the problem with me is that I'm like, I, 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 I'm really competitive and I just get in the zone and I just kind of block everything else out. Uh, so we were just running around playing tennis, just, you know, working hard. And at the end of the game, like all that adrenaline just leaves your body. And I'm just like, oh my god, I think I might die. <laughs> yeah, it, it's That's bad. Funny. Summer is the worst, especially summer in Florida, but also summer without air conditioning. Yeah, um, heat is bad. Is the uh, is is what I'm taking away from this. You know what's not bad though. You know what? what's not bad. What? what? Uh, video games, specifically Chrono mm-hmm. Trigger. Yeah, I agree. That's not a bad game. Um, now. You recently played Chrono Trigger for the first time, right? Okay, well, that's not entirely accurate. Okay. I p- played Chrono Trigger for like the fifth time. Oh, But okay. I I only recently actually played like all the way through for the first okay. time, like ah. last year. Oh, holy crap. Yeah, so, so last year for the first time, I actually like played the game from start to finish. Um, not that I thought it was bad before necessarily but i just somehow i don't know i would start the game and then i would just get distracted mm-hmm. out of like the there was a certain part of the game and i'm sure we'll, we'll go more into detail later early on that it just kind of got a little bit dull and then i would just stop playing it and it yep. wasn't far in it was like maybe two hours into the game probably the so first I, time you get to the future exactly yeah. yeah so after so for some so this time though i just toughed through it and i did it and i loved it that is fantastic. I also recently just replayed Chrono Trigger for, I don't know, the billionth time. I replayed it on the PC version of Chrono Trigger, which just launched, which at launch, it was probably one of the worst versions of Chrono Trigger. They have patched it several times now. I would advertise the PC version of Chrono Trigger now as the definitive edition of Chrono Trigger. They've done a very good mm-hmm. job. Uh, fixing a lot of the issues with the PC port. Anyway, that's my little Chrono Trigger on PC plug. Sure. Um, So uh, what were your first impressions of of Chrono Trigger, Leo? Uh, I love the art style, and I guess just the overall design. Uh, The first version of Chrono Trigger I ever played was the one that was, um, I guess, ported, or I don't know if it was a remake or something, I guess on, on PlayStation 1, I think. Yep, yep, that was the first uh, port that was done, I think. Yeah, but they added some sort of anime yes. cinematic things. Yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Those are also in the PC version. Some people find them yes. distracting. I kind of like them. I like them a lot. And I mean, I was a kid who kind of grew up watching like lots of Dragon Ball Z. and Yes, um, yes, you know, this Pokemon was done. Stuff. By, by the way, for, for, for uh, Leo just mentioned Dragon Ball Z... Uh, the the art and the animation in Chrono Trigger, the cutscenes that Leo are is referring to, are done by uh, Akira Toriyama and his art company. Um, Akira Toriyama is also uh, wi- most widely known for creating Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. That's right, and it definitely has that look. And so that was a a driving factor for me to you know keep playing to to see the next cinematic. But that was. That was very cool, and overall, just the, the art style, I loved it. Um, the color palette, um, I loved the just kind of introduction 
of I guess what the story was because I didn't know what it was uh, the first time I played. I was like I, I was just totally going into it. I hadn't really heard anything about it. Just heard it was a good game. Mm-hmm. And then the first time you are kind of you know slingshotted to the future, and then you realize, oh shit, this is a time travel game. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so I love anything that has to do with kind of time travel and, and like kind of fixing plot holes and stuff in that mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when I actually have played through the whole game, I loved the aspect of kind of the same world across different time eras and being able to like go to a place that you've been to in a different time period and then see what's changed. That was just phenomenal. Yeah, that, uh, that's just a great cool. story. The story, that's... I think, is just one of the greatest stories, I think, at least for its time. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was really the driving factor for me. I think one of the one of the things that's really cool about that is like a lot of time travel games are like, oh, well, okay. So I'll take Ocarina of Time as an example. So like sure. the gap the gap in Ocarina of Time is like seven years or something. A lot of time travel games are you know ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Chrono Trigger is like tens of thousands of years uh, time travel. So like you really get a feel. <laughs> right. So you know you go to like prehistory uh, with with dinosaurs and whatnot. All, like to what they call the med- medieval era. Uh, then there's like this, uh, uh, like futuristic sort of like dystopian uh, era where where everything is all destroyed. You really get a feel for like how the world changes over tens of thousands of years. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in in a lot of JRPGs, you have like an overarching story where where each you know, each event is a launching point for the next event, and scenes just kind of move from one to the next, right? In right. Chrono Trigger, you kind of, there is an overarching story and an overarching goal, which is the destruction of the world by a creature called Lavos, right? And the entire point of the game is to combat this 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 creature, this alien called Lavos, and destroy him. So that he does not destroy the world, and you have to travel to a bunch of different time periods to uh, to accomplish that. But when you're traveling to all these different time periods, the game is sort of like subdivided into these little vignettes. So, mm-hmm. like one of the first vignettes you encounter is uh, at the beginning of the game. You go to the fair. Uh, you meet a girl at the fair who has a necklace. The necklace opens this portal to uh, another time. You go to the other time. Uh, you realize that <laughs> this girl is going to die because her ancestor gets kidnapped. So you have to go rescue her ancestor in the past to make sure this girl doesn't die in the future. Uh, and the game just has all tons and tons and tons of these little vignettes, um, which I think, like the vignettes, like at, at the vignettes in a vacuum, like by themselves, I think are really really cool. Uh, I liked all the little sub stories. Um, I don't know how well they serve the story, like the big overarching story as a whole, though. Like, I think a, a lot of the times you kind of get lost in uh, in what you're doing in these vignettes and why right. you're doing it, and like how that impacts the the greater story. Uh, yeah, and I mean it. it- that really is what leads to that feeling that you were talking about in terms of not knowing what to do next is because there's so many of these little vignettes that, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you get a little bit lost and you start to wonder like, what, wait, who are these people again? And, and you know, what is their relevance in the overarching story? And then I, I guess though, I think that those subplots are really more of 
um, they're really there just to facilitate their multiple ending experience that they've put into the game. Because okay. you can defeat Lavos at any time, mm-hmm. I think. Because you can really, I don't, I don't know how that works. Like, I had, you, I, you can fight Lavos as soon as you get to the end of time. I think I'm pretty sure. Which is pretty early on. Like, yeah. I mean, if you if you consider everything else that you can do, all yeah. the other vignettes and and sub stories mm-hmm. you can complete beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I think they're really only there as a mechanism for how to determine which ending to give you. That's what it feels like. Okay. So that that almost feels kind of kind of cheap in the sense of like, you know, the only reason you're doing all these sub stories and they're, they're all admittedly pretty like kind of fun, not all of them, but mm-hmm. they, they have their own sort of story package in them and it feels cool to do them. But it, they are they are kind of segregated and they just feel like little achievements that you have to check a box to get the best ending in the game for. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, I do, I like the way this game, um, especially within those vignettes, the way it exercises uh, the tone of the story. So, so I mean, like, um, like the game never gets too over, overly dramatic, which I think uh, is what a lot of the Final Fantasy, especially the later Final Fantasy games get guilty of. Yeah, uh, especially the newer ones just get yeah. like super 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 dramatic um <laughs> which like chrono trigger never gets anywhere near that but also mm. there's a lot of like really light-hearted jokey fun time stuff mm. which um kind of meshes well with like it 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 never gets over too overly dramatic and it never devolves into like goofy fun time like it it never gets too goofy either it 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 modulates its tone really, really well. Um, so, one of the things I'm surprised you didn't mention this in uh, your your first impressions of Chrono Trigger, because um, one of the things that most people will bring up when they discuss Chrono Trigger is, "Oh my God, there's no random battles!" Right? That's true. Yes, that was also a key thing for me. I am. Uh, sort of ambivalent on this. Um, for some reason, random battles in in JRPGs they just have a really negative connotation for some reason. And I guess people don't want. I I think the reason they get that negative connotation is people don't want to be like bothered or interrupted while they're exploring and uh, like moving through the dungeon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chrono Trigger was. I don't know if it was the first game to not have. Uh, random battles that's probably not true but it it is one of the most prominent games that uh issued random battles in favor of um there's basically two types of encounters in chrono trigger there are encounters where there's like a little sprite that's running around on the screen and you can try to you know avoid the sprite and keep moving through the level if you don't want to fight them uh or the other type of battle is that uh it's just scripted like right so when you come into a certain part of the level no matter what, there's an encounter and you have to do that fight. Um, and I think a lot of people that are are like, oh my gosh, there's no random battles. That's so cool. Don't realize that instead of random battles, it's just scripted battles. <laughs> Which, I, like, once you realize that um, a lot of the encounters are just preset and, you know, predetermined, it kind of takes some of the magic away. 
Uh, I still think that's cool. Uh, I, I, I was really thinking about this for a long time, whether or not, because that's kind of like one of the defining factors of Chrono Trigger, right? Is is this this uh, rejection of random battles? Uh, and I was really thinking about it for a long time, um, whether or not I prefer random battles or whether or not I prefer what Chrono Trigger does. And I think the answer is I don't care, <laughs> strangely enough. I think one of, to give an example of what I do like, one of my favorite types of encounter systems is in a game that I think we're going to be discussing on the next episode, which is the Paper Mario series. So, um... Mm-hmm. It's sort of like Chrono Trigger and that there are, like on the world map, there are like little sprites. If they bump into you, a battle starts and they get to attack first. But if you jump on them or hit them with your hammer first, then a battle starts and you get to attack first. Um, I think I think I like something like that. Because like in Chrono Trigger, it I, I don't know, it, you either have the encounter or you don't don't where in uh paper mario there's there's another level of you can have strategy the en- yeah there's a level of of skill and strategy like you can have the encounter or you don't or you can have the encounter and you can try to get the first attack you know right um right. i don't know if i explained that well but that that is no, sort that of sense. yeah my preference for the the battle system do you have any thoughts on that um i think as long as you don't have random battles i'm happy Oh, so you are like a random. You are like anti-random battle guy. I'm not okay. I'm not saying I'm like anti-random battles. I, I, I'm not. I've played lots of games with random battles, but mm-hmm. I just there's something that always bugged me about the fact that if I wanted to freely get from one area of the map to the other, and I didn't need to fight like anything that I fought, I'm just gonna kill in one hit. Yeah. I'm not here to grind. I just want to get from A to B. And Chrono Trigger, there were some that you had no choice. But for the most part, you can kind of maneuver your way around, you know, like get get a little bit of freedom without having to fight. Like, God, just stop blocking you know, and, and interrupting my, my game to give me some random meaningless battle Yeah, you know, to get yeah. my 9,000th potion drop and, <laughs> yeah. you know, 1% XP. Like, no thanks, you know? I think it is cool that there is basically no distinction in Chrono Trigger between the world map and the, like, battle screen. Like, because, I mean, as soon as you encounter an enemy on the world map, you just start fighting them. Like, there, and, like, your, you know, the little uh, UI with your health and magic and all that stuff just mm-hmm. kind of pops up and the battle just instantly starts, right? I think that's super cool. That's that's slick from, uh, from a, uh, I don't know, design standpoint. That's super slick. Now, what did, what did you think about the battle system in general in Chrono Trigger? It felt, it felt more fluid, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I mean, it still felt kind of tra- traditional in a JRPG sense of, you know, selecting an action and what- or whatever. And, um, it wasn't like I f- was waiting in between actions very long or I don't know. It was something about it just felt kind of fast paced, which I liked mm-hmm. um, a lot. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, the classic sort of figuring out which, uh, you know, strategies worked best for which enemies. Uh, that's always fun, and then being able to kind of tweak, you know, the, with the typical equipment and abilities and all that stuff. Your mm-hmm. your party, that stuff is always a must. So uh, yeah, overall, I was I was pretty happy with it. With it. Um, I am I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot at one of the uh, most beloved and all time great JRPGs and say that I am not a fan oh, of the battle system. I'm taking a what? shot. What? Um, what? So okay. It, 
this comes that that statement comes with some caveats like me, uh, me personally i have played a lot of jrpgs i've played a lot of turn-based games a lot of turn-based strategy games uh the battle system in chrono trigger came off to me personally as something that is very very simple um it would have been it would have been nice again this is just me speaking it would have been nice for me to have uh a couple more layers a couple more layers of strategy in that battle system because basically what chrono trigger boils down to is uh is the enemy weak to physical attacks or magic uh because it's one of those two things and that's basically how you win every battle and then don't forget to heal and that you just keep those three things in mind and you're gonna you're gonna win every single battle in chrono trigger as long as you can you know whatever input commands fast enough uh yeah i i would have liked to have seen um uh, some more strategic depth in the battle system that would have uh been a little more satisfying for me personally now the flip side of that is because the battle system is so simple, um, I think Chrono Trigger makes a great entry point for people who are not familiar with JRPGs, who have not played a ton of these types of games. Uh, like, Chrono Trigger is, like, the thing I would point people to, like, hey, try this game. It's uh, it's really simple. You can kind of wrap your head around the way the battle works really fast. It's got... Uh, phenomenal soundtrack phenomenal art style um Ugh, the soundtrack so good yes the, yeah. the story never gets too far up its own ass like final fantasy does uh the uh the difficulty is is never you know uh too oppressive um and and also i think the um the battle system is more simple uh, and also, I think the the length of the game is really good. Um, it's a shorter JRPG, right? It's only between yeah. like I don't know between twenty and thirty hours. It's it's on the short side, uh, which I think is good for beginners. Yeah, I think Colonel Trigger at its best is uh, an, an exp- a whole a whole experience that doesn't go too deep in any way. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's just a, a good package. It's just a, you know, it's overall, it's just what you would call a good JRPG. It's just mm-hmm. a classic, you know, and none of its features are particularly deep in any way. There's no particularly deep, complex battle system or particularly deep, you know, I don't know, story tying stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the package on a, as a whole is just a strong classic jrpg uh this is kind of fun all around but if you know i think that like you said there's other games you could probably look for that do some parts of it better so yeah the only other thing i wanted to comment on uh was the game soundtrack because it's good (laughs) it's so good (laughs) it's pretty good oh it's pretty good um no i mean it's very good yeah yeah, i i think this would be i mean this is not the show where we're doing it but I think if we did a top five soundtracks, Chrono Trigger would uh, oh, yeah. be in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, this was the first soundtrack ever worked on um, by composer Yasunori Mitsuda, 
which blows my mind that this was like the first his fir- yes his yeah. his very first this is the first time he's ever stepped up to the plate and uh hits home run. Uh, and hits the biggest home run like ever <laughs> like how yeah. did he do it like it's yeah. crazy crazy uh wouldn't absurd. it be funny if you just said if he said he stepped up to the plate and i was like touchdown <laughs> yes stepped up to the plate and he had a big big old touchdown because <laughs> that's how um, well i know my sports yes uh big old goal just to hit that ball right in the goal uh, <laughs> uh you know what I, actually i th- i think during this section as we talk about the soundtrack you should definitely interject with a little bit of the you know maybe the prelude or, or something I, I i will say this um if you don't if you're not even interested if you've listened this far and you're not (laughs) even interested in playing this game if you haven't heard the soundtrack do yourself a favor and go listen to the soundtrack uh Mm. here i'll i'll play i'll insert some samples right here whoa samples was some amazing music we just heard that was good that was that was fantastic it was was good for me was it good for you (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) um any any concluding thoughts on the masterpiece chrono trigger if you haven't played it do yourself a favor and play it yes yeah i think that's i think that is a good that is a good, uh, especially if you're just getting into JRPGs for the first time. It's a good place to start. Yeah. Let's talk about our favorite Super Nintendo games. Oh, man. This list was so difficult for me. I I am really curious of how much overlap we're going to have. Would you like to, would you like to start? <sighs> sure. I will do the honors. Um, Go ahead. Number five is a game that you are now if you were not before uh Uh very familiar with thanks to Mm -hmm. our good friend zach richie slash romero Mm -hmm. and that game is zombies ate my neighbors oh that's fantastic that's fantastic i'm so happy that made your list that is such a good game but also a freaking hard game oh yeah like just need needlessly difficult really Mm -hmm. um it's got a lot of flavor this game it's got so much just the color palette is insane and the enemies and the art style is just goofy and 
you know, what? it kind of reminds me. What is Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Leo? What oh, is this okay, game? Sorry. Zombies yeah, Ate My Neighbors is kind of a top-down, um, I'm not even sure, I guess you would call it an action game. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, in which all of your neighbors uh, in this game, you, you, you can play co-op or single. Most mm-hmm. people play co-op. Play it and co-op. You play, yeah. yeah, do it play co-op. Play co-op. Yes. Of course. Uh, and you play two characters who are, I guess, in the same household? Like brother and sister. I'm not sure what the backstory is on the characters, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have uh, effectively water guns to defend themselves against their neighbors who have now become zombies. Mm-hmm. And the goal of the, each map in the game, I guess, is to exit, right? If I recall correctly. Yep. Well, you have to save your neighbors and then exit. Yep. Yeah, right. So there's some neighbors you got to save and they're kind of like, you know, Pac-Man little blip, you know, bonus things or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you exit. And it is so difficult, though, because uh, I don't recall exactly how quickly you die, but it's pretty damn quick. Mm, yeah, yeah. And there's zombies everywhere and there's kind of a maze-like structure to all the maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but each map has a really cool design and it's unique design each each level is a, is a different map and like a different part of their neighborhood or whatever and um so much just, just fun little jokes and easter eggs and, and yeah uh i would say probably let me think let me think yeah i'm, I'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it it's the mm. best co-op game on super nintendo oh damn it's the best okay. to play like if you yeah if you want to play some okay. co-op zombies ain't my neighbors all right there you go um my number five leo what if i told you what if i told you two of the biggest creators in jrpgs teamed up the creator of final fantasy hironobu sakaguchi the creator of dragon quest yuji hori and one of the biggest names in japanese animation akira toriyama all teamed up and made a video game what if I told you? I'd say that you're a, a madman. Yes. Also, featuring uh, the legend, the now legendary Yasunori Mitsuda, uh, who at the time was an unknown, but of course is now legendary, partially because of this game. And also, featuring a few tracks from the arguably equally legendary Nobuo Uematsu. No. These are the biggest names. I can't name names any bigger than this. Yeah. They teamed up and they made a JRPG. That What's JRPG called? is called Chrono Trigger. Boom. I I think that's what happens when you get uh people that talented on a project like this. Um it's it's so hard to poke holes in this game. <laughs> Uh, it, and it's one of the reasons, like this game, well, oh God, when, when did Chrono Trigger, it's at least 20 years old, right? Um, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Tw- 25 more. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's still like, I just replayed it, um, just last month, uh, still as entertaining as anything. And there are not a lot of 25 year old games you can say that about. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it is a masterpiece, JRPG masterpiece, Chrono Trigger. All right, um, my number four. Uh, we have spent many uh, an hour. I think that said that right. Uh, in our in our college dorm rooms, playing this game. I am so happy this game made your list. I'm yes. Uh huh. This game was called 
uh, I don't even know if Yoshi's name was in it, but I call it Yoshi's Tetris Attack. Yes, I think I think it is just called Tetris Attack, but it's just it called is Tetris Attack. Okay, strongly Yoshi themed. It's featured. It should have just been called Yoshi's Tetris Attack. Yes. Um. Yeah. So basically, this game was not really anything like Tetris. Okay, it's like Tetris in the sense that there's blocks that vertically appear, uh, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. or less. So, but instead of you playing by yourself and having to stack blocks in such a way to properly align them. Um, all of each individual block is just one square and comes in one of like four colors and mm-hmm. symbols. And if you've ever played anything like uh, recent uh, Bejeweled or something where you have to match symbols and colors and then they disappear when mm-hmm. you like kind of swap them around, this game was the father of all those games. But the best part about it was playing with someone else yes. and versus mode and you yes. would get these kind of difficult to destroy blocks that you had to be touching with one of the blocks that you are comboing and uh, and then if they comboed it would put more blocks on top of your shit and then you slap your friend that's basically how it ends up <laughs> yes. um, so just oh my god so much just unadulterated pvp fun with friends uh, fast paced if you can get really fast at it it feels really cool to get like all these combos off and uh, yeah, I think you really enjoyed that game too. I love that game. Uh, yeah. I I have artwork of that. <laughs> I have artwork of both Chrono Trigger and Tetris Attack in my living room. Believe it or not. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of twenty five year old games that still hold up, uh, Tetris Attack. I would murder someone <laughs> for a tet- a modern Tetris Attack, especially on yeah. Switch. On Switch. Oh, oh man, that would be great. I'm be dying fantastic. for a Tetris yes. Attack remake. Yeah uh yeah that that needs to happen i don't know why that hasn't happened if we had online like tetris attack online yes that's why i want a modern version of this productivity i think in the whole world would just end i don't i don't i think the world would implode as people just went to their computers or consoles and did nothing but play tetris attack all the time yes fantastic game check it out if you have tetris attack um my number four is the only game on my list that I owned as a kid and actually grew up with. And it is on my list partially because of that reason. Um, because I think there are games in this series that have done it better before and done it better since. Uh, but uh, my number four is Super Mario World. Um yeah classic. Yes, classic. The first introduction of Yoshi. We were just talking about Yoshi. Uh, then he then he went on to star in the phenomenal Tetris Attack, but he got his start in Super Mario World. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big Mario adventure. You got a big, huge world map. Uh, I think one of the things that makes this game really cool is all of the secret exits. So you have some worlds that you know it's a Mario game. You move from left to right in most levels, uh, and then at the end of the level, you beat it. Right? Well, Super Mario World has secrets. Right, so uh, sometimes you would have to find a key and find a secret keyhole to deliver the key to to find a secret exit that would lead you to another place. Uh, and then if you found enough secrets, there was this whole other secret world you could get to. And then there was secrets within the secrets. There was like a bonus level in the secret world. Um, I think that's what Super Mario World does well: was just keep unfolding and just keep having these secrets upon secrets. Uh, yeah, Super Mario World. It was great. Uh, okay, we're on number three now, right? Mm-hmm. Number three 
is a game that admittedly you probably know more about than I do. Okay. It is one that I did not originally play as I was a young boy with my mm-hmm. Sega Genesis. But um, it is the first game that made you feel, to me, like a character in the movies that you loved. Ooh. That game is called Super Star Wars. <laughs> nice. Now, admittedly, this game is not very good. <laughs> like, to me, I don't know. I was going to say, can I, can, I, can I put this on record? Yeah. I hate this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, this go, game ahead is, go ahead. Is, this game is not a very good game. The controls <laughs> are shitty. Bad. Real bad. So bad. The, the, I mean, the art style is, you know, it's pretty cool. No, art, but, art is okay. Art is passable. Yeah, but the, it kind of makes no sense, the story. Like, why is Luke Skywalker just going around killing Jawas and stuff? Yes, like, he's in his land speeder murdering <laughs> Jawas. That is level yeah. number two. It, it's yeah. mind-blowing. Not even right. true to the source material. And it's just full of just death. There's just random things that'll kill you. All it's a terribly difficult game. Uh, the level um, design it, is atrocious. Just things will just pop up and murder you for no reason. So bad. However, that being said, the joy I felt in being able to just be Luke Skywalker and like you know shoot my blaster and twirl around mm-hmm. a lightsaber and stuff, that was worth it. And it yeah. was the. Yeah, as a kid, as as a kid, you can't understate that. Like, right? Like, if yeah. you want to like be in the movie and play out your fantasy, like, where else are you going to do that? Like, even if the game is bad, you have Super Star Wars. Yeah, it's the same reason we're not talking about Sega Genesis. But if we were, uh, the Lion King would be on my list because that mm-hmm. game was mm-hmm. terribly, terribly difficult. But you got to be like in the game, like you were Simba. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so same thing here. It was like one of the first games that I really remember being able to take movie heroes and be them, uh, which other genres did very famously later on too, like Lord of the Rings games and other Star Wars games and, you know, etc. But, uh, yeah, as bad as that game really has aged, <laughs> uh, it is it kind of holds a special place in my heart as number three. My number three is... So, Nintendo is really good at, well, making games, but um, they're really good at just making a new type of game, just defining a genre, right? Like, there was no such thing as, like, games like Super Mario until Super Mario Brothers came along. There was there was yeah, nothing they're, like... They're innovators. Yes, yeah. they're innovators. There was nothing like Zelda until Zelda came along. Like, yeah. um, I, I, I think, like, more recently, there's nothing like Super Smash Brothers until Super Smash Brothers. Um, there was absolutely nothing like super metroid until super metroid came along uh now there are tons of like famous metroid like games yes now there are tons and tons and tons and tons of them uh all emulating all trying to be like the very first one uh super metroid right and famously castlevania altered its formula to to be more like super metroid uh just everyone wants to be like this game uh and and I think that's why this game is so great. Um, there's just nothing else like it. It was it. It's not a platformer. It's not a shoot 'em up. It's not an exploration game. It's not a puzzle solving game. But it has elements of all of these things, and they all just kind of morph together to make this brand new thing called Super Metroid or Metroidvanias, whatever you want to call it. And I think one of the other things this game does really well is atmosphere. 
Uh, it is hard. I, I would say it is really hard to legitimately be uh, unnerving or creepy or disturbing on on like older hardware just because you're limited in what you can display graphically. You're limited in what you can, you know, uh, play musically or, or sound effects. Super Metroid does atmosphere. Like, go play some Super Metroid. Uh, it, play it at night. Play it with the lights out. Like, if you're not a little bit creeped out, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, it it does that really well. Just the the low synthy bass of the music. Oh, God, I can. Man, you're creeping yeah. me out just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fantastic game. Just great exploration. Great. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a classic. Super Metroid. Okay, uh, number two. Oh man, uh, I don't know how many other NBA games were released <laughs> yes! before yes! this game. Yes, but my number two goes to NBA Jam. Yes, I love how many multiplayer games are on your list. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, back then I did lots of gaming with like my dad uh-huh. and my uncle, who weren't really gamers, but they really liked like fighting games and like sports games. And when we started playing NBA Jam, man, oh man, did we lose hours in this game. Yes. NBA Jam is the NBA game that is ridiculous. Instead of like accurately portraying, you know, strategic yes. NBA competitive play, you just have these people who jump ridiculously high and there's little cheats and stuff you can put in the game to put like random people in the game. Although, you know, for its time, I think that the graphics are probably pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. at that yeah. time mm-hmm. um but yeah the game is all about just it's like 2v2 instead of you know 5v5 or like a proper nba game and it's just all about dunking on people man it's just <laughs> you know getting the jam and then get on fire and then like every shot you make and puts the net on fire and stuff yes oh man just pure fun just crazy yes. you know you would jump really high if you're on fire and then do crazy flips and people would be taking your photo and it was just nonsense, uh, and it didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but you could spend hours having fun with that game. Yes, and, and it, it taps into, so, like, older, these older sports games are, like, super arcade like, super, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's on fire, I'm gonna do a million backflips and dunk, he's right? He's on fire! Yeah. Yes, and, like, stuff like, um, I love Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball. It is not yeah. an accurate simulation of baseball. <laughs> I love... Uh, more recently, um, Mario Tennis. Uh, it's a not really an accurate simulation of tennis. Everyone's got these crazy superpowers. It, it, right. it taps into like the the video gaminess of sports games, which like like that's what makes them fun. Like I want this crazy fantasy of a sports game, which like a lot of like AAA modern sports games, especially like the stuff made by um, EA EA Sports and like a lot of the like Konami made their fifa whatever their fifa games called they, they go like, more for realism yes, they're right? trying to make this accurate model of sports yeah. like it's the most accurate thing like madden it's it's so realistic <laughs> and accurate and fifa it's like yeah. oh you're just on the field but if i wanted UFC, to do that if i wanted yeah. to do that i just go outside and get on the field like i don't want <laughs> a video game modeling real life i want a fantasy where i can do 100 backflips light on fire break the glass when i dunk like that's what i want oh, yeah i mean i think that i have a place for both in my mind like i i also enjoy the games that go for the realism for, for what they're worth you know it's 
I don't play them to necessarily have fun. I play them to kind of simulate the 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 professional sport that I'm that the game represents, really. Yeah. Uh, which it has its own, you know, entertainment value. But I think I much do. I think I do much more enjoy the the arcade. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, my number two. Uh, that is Donkey Kong Country Two. Oh um, man, classic. Yes. Um, you want to talk about phenomenal soundtracks? Um, yeah. Like Chrono Trigger would be in my top five. This would also be in my top five. Amazing soundtrack. Mm. Um, level design is really good. It 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 expands on uh, what the first game did really well, um, but like never gets too gimmicky, right? Because I think the third game in the series is kind of guilty of that. It. it a lot of the levels it, it it substitutes gimmicks for good level design in a lot of in a lot of instances right so it's like oh what if you you know when you jump it's like moon gravity you just jump super high like what if your controls are reversed now up is down and down is up and left is right and uh, it's just kind of gets gimmicky Do- donkey kong mm-hmm. country 2 does not have that it is you know real solid level design real varied level design i love the art in this game too like i love the the kind of like insane like being inside a honeycomb i love like being on a roller coaster like the big they took the mine carts from the first donkey kong country game and said like what if we made this into this crazy roller coaster land like uh obviously like it, it's just so out there like nobody else like i don't know it's like these guys like took a hit of acid and then came up with level <laughs> designs, right? It's like nobody else yeah. thinks of like minecart roller coasters being in these, you know, what if you're way up in the clouds and you're in these brambles, these big sticker bushes that are just floating in the clouds. Like it, the level design and the art in that game is just really trippy and out there. I, I, I like that about the game too. Um, yeah, solid level design, good soundtrack, good art, um, good, good game. Uh, tell good you challenge. What, the game was good, a good challenge. Oh too. yeah, the game's hard. That game's hard. Yeah. I did not mention how hard that game is. So we are down to our number one selections. I am. I am. Uh, I am wondering if our number ones are the same. I am pleased to say that our top fives are completely different oh. because I guarantee that this is not your number one. All right, totally different top five. I love it. I would. I would actually chop off my left wrist and mail it to you if we have the same number one we don't have the same number one my number one is very obvious so go ahead okay my number one was the first game to make me cry oh um the story was phenomenal Uh although many people in the industry would tell you otherwise they would tell you this game was terrible they would tell you this game was for little kids they would tell you this game was garbage, but I, I'm How here to tell they? you that this game, this game is a good fucking game. Okay. The game is called Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Okay. Okay. Now, let me get started here. First of all, the game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to Super Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, it doesn't really suck. It's just the game is designed... For, I so basically this game was released after Final Fantasy One, right? Uh, in which people decided Final Fantasy was way too difficult for the Western audience, so we should make a new version of it that our young, you know, idiot Americans can actually play. 
Mm-hmm. So it was a game designed to be an entry-level JRPG. Uh, you know, I might even suggest this game to get started if you've never played a JRPG before over okay. Chrono Trigger. Just saying. Uh, over so Chrono comp- Trigger. Man, those are big I mean, words. All right. Because this game would probably take you like a day to play through. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's a little more than that. But the complexity is pretty low. Difficulty is doesn't exist. Uh, exploration is minimal. And battle is repetitive. However, music is pretty catchy. Graphics are oh, really impressive. The music is ultra catchy. Like not, it's a Final yeah. Fantasy game, not done by Uematsu, but it's got this like rocking, like electric guitar, just crazy yeah. drums, jamming soundtrack. Yeah, and uh, admittedly, it doesn't really have a lot of cohesion to the soundtrack, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, it's still all is pretty good. And then, like graphically, I remember like the enemies would all like you could see like damage done to them over time and stuff, and um and the story is simple but when you go through the whole thing the whole experience especially as a young lad it touches you man at the end when that boat okay. sails away on the water oh man it just it strikes a chord man oh. Oh. anyway uh yeah a lot of people say it's simplicity makes it a bad game but i disagree i think the game is quite fantastic for what it is and it really is number 1 on my list wow the best Leo's favorite Super Nintendo game, Final Fantasy Mystic yeah. Quest. Like, if you handed me a Super Nintendo and said, play any game you want right now, I would pop in Mystic Quest, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, if you gave me a Super Nintendo and said, uh, you can only play one game for the rest of your life, uh, what mm-hmm. game do you want on your Super Nintendo? I... I'm, yeah? I'm just going to assume that if I sorted the alphabet from Z to A, it might be at the top. Yes, uh, that is correct. It is The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Um, Boom. Called it. Yeah, uh, I, you can go back and listen to uh, our our top five Zelda games show to get some more thoughts on A Link to the Past. But um, uh, as I said on that show, uh, it is the game that really solidified before breath of the wild threw everything out the window this is the game (laughs) that invented the zelda formula put it on paper and like arguably perfected the zelda formula right here and i think it is also like again uh with like i said super mario world there's games that have come before it that have done it better there's games that have come after it that have done it better there's nothing that came before a link to the past that's done it better there is arguably for a 2d zelda game Nothing since a link to the past that has done it better than a link to the past. Uh, yeah, it it, sure. it is a uh, it is a it's a Zelda masterpiece. It is one of the best Zelda games, and that's a series that has a lot of fantastic games. I mean, if I had to make a list of the top games of all time ever, mm-hmm. it's got to be up there. Yeah, you know? and and curiously, it didn't make your list. What happened? Well, I mean, again, my Super Nintendo list comes from a place of. Like, Zelda, when it comes to Zelda, the first Zelda I played uh-huh. was Ocarina of Time. Uh-huh. You know, like, really, really played. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. So, if we, you know, if we were talking about N64, you might see Zelda at the top of my list. No, but, no, no. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm not criticizing your list. I loved, uh, A, how many multiplayer games was on your, were, were on your list, but I loved how, like, uh, I loved how personal your list was. Because it, well, it is. It's a very personal it, list. Yes, it's true. Because it, yes. no one else's list is going to have Super Star Wars and Mystic Quest on it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. 
that that's awesome that's fantastic and i loved that we had totally different lists uh yeah. and 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 i because i think my my list is probably a little too obvious so uh, i'm i'm glad that i'm I, I love how personal your list was in contrast to how obvious my list is you want to move on to our recommendations let's do it um uh i'll go first i um I mentioned just a second ago that Games Done Quick is going on this week, and hopefully will still be going on by the time I get this episode posted, hopefully. Um, but even if you are listening to this recording at a later date, uh, you should go back and watch um, the videos on demand. They'll be on YouTube, they'll be on Twitch from the Games Done Quick stream this week. It has been uh, a very good stream, a lot of super impressive stuff. Um, Specifically, there uh, just before uh, recording this episode, uh, I was watching a, a Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures uh, speed run. The guy, really? I have uh, this is a game I've never seen. I've, I've watched a lot of speed runs, and this is a game I've never seen speed run before. This game is so impressive to watch done uh, quickly because you can, you know. Um, switch between all of the various links really quickly to like move around yeah. the level really really fast but also is doing these crazy crazy glitches um yeah if, if you've never watched um if, if oh maybe you're not even aware of what i'm talking about um so games done quick is a biannual speed run marathon so speed runs being where uh somebody tries plays a video game and just tries to beat it finish it as fast as possible that's a speed run um, this is a speed run marathon, so it is just video game after video game after video game all for a week, for 24-7, for a whole week, just a lineup of the very best speedrunners in the world. Um, a lot of these guys are number one, number two, number three, top five in their respective games, playing these games as fast as possible. So you're, you're seeing the most talented people play these various games uh at, at at any given time so if you've ever want wanted to see the best i don't know metal gear player uh in the world play play a metal gear solid um that's what games done quick is it's also for a fantastic cause uh this is a charity marathon so um you can while they're while they're playing video games you can donate money uh which goes to i think I think this one is going to Doctors Without Borders, I think, um, uh, which is a good charity. Um, there is also, if you like nerdy t-shirts, you can go to the Yeti, Y-E-T-E-E dot -E -E com and buy some Games Done Quick nerdy t-shirts. And all of that money will go to the charity as well, or at least some of that money goes to the charity, maybe not all of that money. Uh, but it's it's for a really great cause, um, and it's speedrunning, which is really entertaining to me. So yeah, Games Done Quick. Cool. Yeah, very weird phenomenon as a viewer who has probably never beaten like most of the games that they play through, and they're beating them in like a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, uh, incredibly but, impressive. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, you cannot understate how impressive a lot of these these uh, these gamers are playing these games. Very, very impressive. You can't, you can't underestimate how impressed you are yeah. by how much hours they must have wasted. Yes, yes. Just daily yeah. trying to figure out all the yeah. glitches to get these through these yeah. games so quickly it's it's amazing it's amazing uh my uh recommendation is it recommend what did we use in the past it's endorsement recommendation. recommendation whatever endorsement yeah. my endorsement uh this week is 
recently I have kind of started changing my lifestyle a little bit. Oh. And um I'm I'm halfway through my 29th year of age. Uh-huh. I guess it would be my it would be my 30th year. I'm 29 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm turning 30 in 6 months. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm coming to terms with that and I mean it's not really that big of a deal but I just overall feels like I should be old I should be more responsible in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Okay. And um and to that end uh the last couple of weeks the last you know week and a half or so I've been getting up early. Ooh. Uh okay. which is unusual for me as mm-hmm. I really enjoy my sleep. Yeah, you're not uh, a, you're not a morning person. Not an early riser uh but I'm going to endorse getting up early because Ooh. let me tell you, at least try it every once in a while. Like if you're the kind of person like me who enjoys sleeping in, even for work, I would just get up at like 8.15 or something, which is pretty late for most people in the morning. Try just maybe one day out of the week getting up at like 6, 5.30 because even though it feels like shit, you get a lot of shit done. Uh, first, you got to wake up. And I'm not a coffee drinker, so that can be pretty difficult for me. But um, once you do, you just find yourself with, like, extra hours that you don't normally have. Uh, so, I mean, I've been doing some reading, like, you know, like, productive reading. Not even just reading fiction. Reading, like, mm-hmm. books for work. And mm-hmm. I've been doing, you know, some uh, some some sort of just productive shit. You know, just, just stuff that you can fit in so early in the morning. Going to the gym, you know, get a workout in. Uh, you know, stuff like that that you feel like you don't normally have time for. Try getting up early every once in a while and uh, and see how that works for you. Man, all right, I'm gonna check in on you in a couple in a couple episodes and see how that getting up sure. early thing is is progressing, moving along. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, is that our show? Is I that our think show? That's a wrap, sir. All right, on the next episode, I am over the moon about this we are going to be discussing one of my all-time favorite video games uh and this video game is called paper mario the thousand year door we talked we talked about the paper mario series a little bit on this episode today it's a great game it's also not that long so if you're hearing this now and want to be prepared uh, for our discussion of it in two weeks, you can probably knock this game out in in that amount of time. Um, it's only I don't know, probably somewhere between mm-hmm. twenty and thirty hours, maybe not even that much. Um, yes, and uh, I would classify that game as uh, a little bit overlooked, a little bit underrated. So we will also on that episode be discussing our top five underrated video games. I'm very excited um, about that list. Yeah, I think that's a really valuable list because uh, it's it's a lot of hopefully it'll be a lot of titles that people have not played or have not heard of, and we can be the torchbearers for these titles and uh, help help spread the good news. I will do that <laughs> willingly and yes. and educate the masses. All right. Um. So for the Good Games Podcast, I am James, and I'm Leo, and we will see you next time. See ya. Did you hear that? Uh, what? Did I hear what? Uh, my phone like made a noise. Ah, I did not hear that. Okay.
That's on silent now. Oh, uh, you know what? Let me put mine on silent also. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's, uh... There we go. Professionalism. <laughs> All right. right. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>